If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Happy 90 Minute Monday to everyone in the sports universe. It is November the 29th, 2021. This is the AM Drive with Mike and Aaron on 12 on Sports. We are live. For Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carvelis. Aaron, what's popping? What's popping? Not a whole lot's popping right now. Uh, uh, my wife took me to see this Enchanted Festival or Enchanted Forest last night. So I uh, I got to see a lot of in November. That's what's popping. Uh, the lights would be popping. That's 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 fair. See what I did there. Unfor- unfortunately, popples in the next segment. By the way, this was a bad joke by me. But this <laughs> segment is presented by Pickamores.com. Make picks against the spread every week to win real cash prizes. Pickamores is one hundred percent free to play, which makes it that much better. Compete against friends and us here at the AM Drive for the ultimate bragging rights. Go to www.pickamores.com slash fly. That's pickemwars.com slash F-L-Y. We're flying here on the AM Drive, and it's time. We're going to get right into it. Our best and worst of the weekend. Aaron, I'm excited to hear your worst. Not really. (laughs) Well, my worst comes from college football this weekend, and uh, it was announced. um, I found out through social media. Uh, with Dylan Gabriel, UCF's quarterback, who was hurt and uh, announced he was entering the transfer portal and will not be a member of the Knights next season. Okay, that's, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Kenzie Milton did the same thing. But things start coming out where turns out he was actually healthy, able to play three weeks ago, able to play against Cincinnati, and he's come out with this new clothing brand or this apparel brand and (laughs) – Apparently, according to some of the insiders, he's all about the brand. He's not a team guy. And uh, now he's looking to showcase on a bigger stage. Apparently, he and Mackenzie Milton, who every fan loves Kent Mackenzie Milton at UCF. They're not going to find a guy who dislikes a guy or a girl who dislikes Mackenzie Milton. Apparently, they didn't get along. So uh, he's getting he's getting uh, he's getting thrown to the wolves on social media and the, and the UCF message boards and. Uh, if it's true that he was ready to play against Cincinnati and they would have maybe had a shot, uh, I don't like it. Get out of the program. That's fine. But uh, let's wait till all the facts come down before we just start. But I mean, I guess fans don't really do that, but he's getting a lot of heat right now on social media and message boards. Um, so it's still a developing situation, but right now the worst is the fact that you know one of the better quarterbacks in UCF history is leaving and he's getting tarnished on the way out. Whether that's self-inflicted or not, I don't know yet. Aaron, thank you for thank you for. I love that you are UCF insider, Aaron Crouch. I just love that. <laughs> I don't think I'm an insider, but I still keep tabs on the team, even when they're not, you know, having undefeated seasons. You got to root for your team, man. That's our UCF analyst, Aaron Crouch. How about that? We'll go with that. Yeah, an expert. I'm kidding. Okay, so Mike's worst. That's my worst, obviously, to God. 
Lincoln Riley got on the podium after a loss in Bedlam to say to tell people, oh, I'm not leaving for LSU. Well, he was right. And he proceeds. The next day, the report comes out that he is leaving, oh, for USC. So that's who's getting the infamous USC job, which I don't know why that matters considering Pete Curl was the one that made that program relevant recently. But apparently it's a big job. Lincoln Riley is scared of the SEC. Thank you, Beck, for pointing that out. But it's just, it's weird. And then he's having to coach the bowl game. He I, he kind of did OU dirty here. I, I, don't, um, I don't like it. I can, I can respect that he did OU a little bit dirty here. I don't buy the narrative that he's scared of the SEC necessarily because I think the way they recruit in that area and the fact that they already recruit well playing in a Big 12, um, it, especially cool. being in the Big 12. No, oh, they're, in the Big, they're in the Big 12. Uh, the way the way they recruit right now in the Big 12, I think they'd even get better. They'd be one of the better teams coming into uh, the, the SEC. So uh, that being said, it's got to be money here. I mean, the, USC is the best job west of Oklahoma. There's no doubt about it. It's not Oregon. It's not, you know, Arizona, Arizona State. It's not any of those other schools. It's USC. USC is the best job. It And, yes, Pete Carroll had them relevant, and it's been dark days since. But USC was the Alabama before our time. And, you know, I'm not 50 again. Uh, USC was the Alabama before you and I were even around. They were a powerhouse West Coast football program. Uh, can Lincoln Riley do it again? I'd love to see it, really. I mean, there's not a lot to really, as a person who lives in the West Coast, but is from the East Coast, there's not a lot of football out here to be rah-rah about. It would be nice to see USC kind of return to form here, as well as the Pac-12. I mean, Oregon only can do so much. Uh, so, yeah, it was a little dirty, but um, I don't buy the narrative that he's scared of the SEC. I don't buy that. Even though UTSA is right beside you, shame on you for saying there's no good football around you. UTSA, that's in Texas. Oh, you're in Nevada. That's not bad. That's like a 20-hour drive. Is it really? 15 to 20, sure. Oh, my Lord. I never knew that. Okay. Aaron, how about your best of the week? When we say the best for last. All right. So my best of the weekend comes from hockey. And on Friday night, after we had done, obviously, the Friday show, Alex Ovechkin gets a hat trick against the Panthers. Wow. 28th career hat trick. Those things aren't easy to come by. Moves him into a tie with Bobby Hull for seventh all time. I thought maybe that Alex Ovechkin would start to slow down a little bit. No, he's got 18 goals in 21 games this year, Mike. And uh, he also, over the weekend, passed Brendan Shanahan for 26th in career points, which uh, those of you who know hockey, Brendan Shanahan's a pretty big name in hockey. So. For to pass somebody like that, it's just Alex Ovechkin. The wheels keep rolling on this guy, and I'm done doubting him. I'm done doubting him. I'm done thinking that he's going to ever he's going to play into his 90s. The Russian machine never breaks, and uh, go Ovechkin. I'm not a huge Ovechkin guy, but I'm definitely not rooting against him when it comes to getting this goals record against uh, Gretzky. You know, I hate saying this, but I've always wanted to kind of say that I believe that Ovechkin's better. I mean, I mean, Cody just said, I'm like, obviously there's some merit there. I feel pretty good about my Connor McDavid ability here. I think he says it tongue in cheek. And in the, and in the, in the OVV Crosby debate, I've always been a Crosby guy. Wow. But as Ovechkin has progressed, because let's be honest in the first decade, 
he was a let's call him the cherry picker of the NHL. I mean, he was goals and that was it. You know, a guy cherry picks in basketball, just stand on the other side of the court, doesn't play defense. Just takes Are you trying up. to piss off a Russian? Because I'm not for it. No, no. Ovechkin knew it. But he developed. He developed the ability to play defense. He developed the ability to be a captain on this team. He's he's fights. He, he gets physical. He is a nice so guy. Yeah. It's not like he is just a finesse scorer anymore in his career. So I think my belief that he's just come – back down because I always thought Gret, uh, not Gretzky, uh, Crosby was a better overall player and if he never would have gotten hurt we don't know what Crosby's career could have been in this, in this spot as well but um, maybe it's just as it comes later in his career and I watched him hoist the cup I was in the building when he hoisted the cup I've gotten yeah. uh, a more fond affinity for Ovechkin but um, I don't know we will uh, oh Cody has uh, clap back serve return Crosby, better team leader and winner. OV overall, better scorer. And goaltenders are 10 times better today than they were 40 years ago. That's fair. That's a fair. That's, that's Vasilevsky shut us fair. down, by the way. What's that? Vasilevsky shut down the crack, and we were in the middle of beating two important teams. Yeah, I, I still don't know if I'm saying that Ovechkin's better overall than Gretzky, but um, uh, he, he's definitely shortened Crosby-Ovechkin argument, at least in my head. I have a question because okay. I, as we're talking pucks and I really wanted to go to my best, but I, I, I just couldn't do it. You got me going here. I, this is why hockey people won't shut up when they're talking. Okay. I, I figured it out now. I want, cause I want to talk now. So on um, Ovechkin, how rare is it for a guy to be, I mean, I know it's rare cause it's only him. He's second in goals and he's like 26 in points. Shouldn't it be the other way around? Well, he's not second in goals. I think he's like third or fourth. He's cl- getting but, close but he's to the still, What I mean is like, he's, up there in goals, like he's way down the list. How rare is that for goals to be way up here and points right down here, or is it always like that? Been on um, well, it, it, it's not traditional. Um, That's what I was thinking. Like you can look at some of the leaders. Obviously, Gretzky has 894 goals. He also has 1,963 assists. Or that, six, okay. 65 Gretzky, assists. Yeah, Gre- Gordy How Howe is, is next in goals, 801 goals. He has – a thousand and change uh, assists. How many, how many assists does Ovechkin have right now? So Ovechkin's seven forty nine goals, six oh eight assists. Okay, never mind. Gretzky's better. I'm sorry, I can't do it. Traditionally, uh, a you know, if you take the average player, they're going to be right around even in terms of goals and assists. That's Most players will have more assists than goals because now, to be fair, because there's two assists on one goal. So you have twice the amount of chances to get an assist than you do a goal, theoretically. So wow. um, while the problem is Ovechkin really was like Kobe Bryant. He didn't pass for a long time in the, in the NHL. For like the first decade, he didn't pass to anybody. He shot, he shot, he shot, he shot. So 749, 608, 1357 altogether. The thing about Wayne Gretzky is he has more po- assists than anyone has points. <clears throat> But again, there's a lot of there's a lot of different arguments. Ovechkin keeps rolling, like I said. Russian machine never breaks, and I'm <laughs> doubting him. And uh, he's never going to he's never going to slow down. He's a machine, and I love watching Alex Ovechkin. And if you haven't watched Alex Ovechkin, do it now because you're he might not be around forever. You know, but LeBron is just LeBron is a little like he's slowing down. You know, Ovechkin. And, and not to get down a LeBron tangent, but LeBron's the same way. If you're a basketball fan, love him or hate him, watch LeBron play basketball because he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. I love you. 
I'm not I'm not an idiot. Like I'm not I'm not irrational here. It's the same thing about I didn't like Michael Jordan. I rooted against Michael Jordan growing up because wow. he he played teams that I rooted for. He Don't say Larry Bird. I'm not that old, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> but my point is is that you still I you know, you still respect the fact that you're in the company like I got to go to a Magic game and watch Michael Jordan play live one time. Yeah, I mean Cody's got it nailed on the head here. These these Steph Curry completely too. agree. You may not like these guys, but you have to understand that if you're a sports fan and you're in the presence of some of the all time game changers of watch the sports, it. watch it, absorb it, enjoy it, hundred percent. And Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid. I'm so mad I couldn't go to the game on Saturday that Edmonton and Vegas played because they did he do another it. one. No, but he made it. They made it an early start time, and I was at work, and I had to sell my tickets. I got to. I, I mean, anytime you can watch Connor McDavid play live, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I I turned off the game and missed one. So yeah, um, my best of the weekend here. So Lamar Jackson, after throwing four interceptions, nice. That's a great tumbler. We'll get to that later. That's just my hoodie. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. We'll just get to that now then. Screw it. Um, <laughs> merchandise, amdrive.online. That time it was 21 bucks most of the time. $26 for hoodies, $16 shirts, and $13 mugs. You cannot beat it. Support us while we're not rich and famous. Well, mostly not rich, but you get it. We will okay. never get rich off of the amdrive.online store. We can promise you that. Completely agree. So my best is Lamar Jackson after throwing four interceptions. Gets and I was this close. This was actually not going to be it until I watched this. He said, "Man, I played like crap. I sucked today." He was so mad. They just won a big game against an AFC North opponent, and he just flat out that that's come on, Cody. You're killing me here. He does. That's actually true. Yeah, beat it, Glenn. Sorry. Um, I just thought it was really cool that Lamar Jackson owned up to four interceptions. Like you, he had no business being humble in that in that point. Because, like, to quote Chris Collinsworth, the almighty Chris Collinsworth, he said, you know, Michael Jordan took a lot of shots, too. You know, we, they still trust – he missed a lot of shots. And so you trust Lamar Jackson even when he messes up. For context, uh, LeBron is part of Fenway Sports Group, which is about the Penguins. So that's why he said that. So What is he anyways. not a part of? He's like Illuminati yeah. at this point. I think he has Man U ties as well. Um, Lord. So I didn't – like I told, I told you, I was – you know, at this enchanted forest thing. And I didn't, I tried to catch this game a little bit here and there, but uh, it was a very ugly game all around. I'm not even mad that I missed it. Uh, four interceptions and still getting a win is a plus. Obviously, your team, you have a complete team effort that played solid defense, which we haven't seen solid defense out of the Ravens in a long time. Is that a testament to the Ravens' defense or is that a testament to how bad the Browns will be? I know we're going to talk about that here in just a second, but. Um, I just, uh, you can't be throwing four interceptions in the playoffs. So I'm still, you know how much I'm on the Ravens this year as far as actually being a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. Uh, however, they're they're not progressing this season like I'd like them to. So uh, the book is out right now with that. I know they're the number one seed in the AFC, and that's a pretty big thing right now. But I think there may be better teams in the playoffs, New England City, maybe even Buffalo, that you throw four interceptions, you're going to be down 31-3 entering the fourth quarter. I completely agree. And to preview our um, top fives tomorrow, I just want to say Ravens might not be in my top five. And it's because of that reason. 
Okay, I want pickamores.com slash fly was the sponsor for that segment. I want to give this a, I want to give Aaron credits. He finished top five in back-to-back weekends for college football. A vice golf clap to you, sir. And with that, we'll be right back. Who wants to talk college football? Because there's a lot to talk about, a lot of controversy. Screw you, Alabama. We'll be right back to the AM Drive on 12-Ounce Sports. Sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pickemwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pickemwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about Buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me, you look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12 Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Welcome back to the 90 Minutes Monday here on 12 on Sports. This is the AM Drive. If you run a podcast or a small business, it can be hard spreading the word. 
You got friends. I want to check it out, but Aaron, will those pesky bastards do it? I hope so. Come on, family. Come through. <laughs> well, it's time to help them come through and grow with Popple, P-O-P-L. No more begging for views and no more, hey, check this out when you get a chance, pal. Um, Popple is an easy-to-use but high-tech digital business card. Get your Popple using the code AMDRIVE for 20% off. Send up your links and share. Mine's in the mail, by the way. It's getting it's, it's close. People awesome. you share it with don't even need Popple. Again, when you buy your Popple and Keychain, credit card even pops like it form. Use the code AMDRIVE in all caps for 20% off on popl.co. Any last words on Popple? No, you're going to love it. I uh, I have mine, my keychain. I use it all the time. People ask. I wore the hoodie last night, and I got two people asking about the uh, hoodie. I got a lot of people looking at it. Maybe they just thought we looked funny. <laughs> on, on the, you know on, what? I, Our big heads last awesome. night. At I least might actually do a lipstick like the original concept. I swear. And you had that on a lot of our <laughs> socials, so shame on you for that. I'm kidding. I'm well bad at social. I'm bad at You'll social media. Right. AM Drive 5 recap, because we didn't get to it in our last minute. By the way, you I mean, your overall week was just sexy and just incredible. Like, you could not beat what you did this weekend. Um, Like I mentioned before, you were fifth in your pick em wars for college football. You were 11th in your NFL, shame on the Browns. But yeah. AM Drive 5, which is what we pride ourselves on, Aaron was 4-1. and one. And I had a, another plus week at three and two. We're low key getting seven wins a week here. Plus money is always good. You can't expect to go ten and zero, nine and one. Uh, I will say this: I had a very profitable after last week being the first losing week overall. Um, I had a very profitable week this week betting. Uh, ironically, though, some some co- I usually throw down a nice wager every once in a while, and uh, I we had a five teamer going, and I was the only one that lost the pick. So that was a that was a hurtful one. That kept it from being a really big week. But uh, you know, I, I can if you give me, I don't want to toot, toot my own horn here for too long, but I can I can pick you a slate to get you wins. But if you're asking me to pick one game to throw all your shekels on, it's tough. It's tough to do. And that's why I think it's great that we get seventy percent of our AM drive five every week. Like we should literally just start doing that. Oh, Mike. By the way, I have a uh, a tutorial for you. I don't know if I've said this to you. A hundred times yet, but if I have said it, I've said it at least 99. Stop betting parlays. And so I have I have this funny meme. It's like this girl, it's like in like a clearly adult video. It says, Oh, you're gonna make me, and it says parlay. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> it's gross. Anyways, let's talk about it. Harbaugh. Let's not talk about that meme, I can tell you that. Well, this is kind of the, – the, the headline has nothing to do with what I just talked about. But Harbaugh <laughs> did break through, okay? That was already in the plans for the day. Michigan – I'll just say it. They bitched to Ohio State completely. Um, This was the game <clears> – <throat> wow, I'm dying. Um, This was the game where I felt like Ohio State had compl- – I, I, from my opinion, I had them at number two for the longest time on my AM Drive 5 on the pit on their top fives. And Aaron, I, I kept saying that they turned the patients Oregon. And what have we seen? I mean, I, I knew Michigan against Michigan State. Damn Kenneth Walker at this point. Because Michigan was up huge on Michigan State, just like Ohio State was. They just couldn't slam the door shut. Michigan showed they were the better team over Michigan State this week. And they destroyed this team. Just bullied them inside. 
Yeah, I was kind of <clears> – <throat> now I'm dying. I was kind of thinking <laughs> about that um, That Michigan, Michigan – if Michigan would not have blown that league. Because didn't they get out to something like 31 to 10 was, lead or something yeah, like so that? Yes, it was a 20-point lead. Or 30. And, we, or we, and, and I crapped on Harbaugh for it. I was mad at him. Just think about how if they don't blow that lead and maybe they beat Michigan State soundly, not as soundly as Ohio State. number one? Did. I don't know if they're number one, but they're definitely a, a number two with getting votes to be number one. That's the yeah. thing. It's, um, so talking about this game specifically, it's obviously all about the ground game, which ironically is what did them in against Michigan State. Um, oh, CJ Stroud got his. He had Heisman-like numbers, but a lot of it was in catch-up mode. Cade McNamara did just enough, had an untimely pick. Uh, but, right. you know, it, it's just – it was a classic case of – I know that they still end up getting 27 points, but it was a classic case of run the ball and play good defense, old school Big Ten football. And that running game was incredibly successful. Uh, Haskins, what, five touchdowns? That was, um, that, that was a record for that game and a tie to Michigan record. And to tie a Michigan record or anything is pretty big history. I got to say, you know, just like we just talked about having a good weekend, I was on the under 65 in this game. And if you tell me that a team runs for 300 yards, 41 carries, and yet somehow this game still had 69 points in it, I just uh, want to puke. So yeah, um, yeah. I would have felt like the under 65 was way good. But uh, ultimately, Buckeyes got a couple backdoor touchdowns to push that over. And the Michigan never stopped. Uh, they wanted to make sure they stepped on the throat, which is what I always say. I always say step on the throat of your opponent and never give up because, well, Ohio State proved they could have gotten right back into it. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, it was a bad recipe for an over. I mean, it was a recipe for an under. Running the football, it snowed, the ball was slippery, and we still got 69 points in this one. But uh, to recap, basically, good for Michigan. It's the win that Jim Harbaugh has so desperately craved. But you cannot rest on this. You've got to be, you've got to beat Iowa in the Big Ten championship, and obviously you're in the playoff so long as you do that. And then you got to figure out what to do. I think you have to win a playoff game because more than likely you're probably going to play Cincinnati. So Michigan is in a spot where if we finally let Cincinnati in the playoff and they beat you, oh Harbaugh, that Ohio State win just went out the window. Now, no disrespect to Cincinnati, I think Cincinnati can totally compete and play with them. My point is that the other people don't believe this. So exactly. you're back, you're back the on the hot The good old boys seat. don't believe it, yeah. Correct. So that's my recap to this. Congratulations, Jim Harbaugh. What, eight years in the making? I don't know how long he's been. I feel like he's it been there It was eight games, time. but um, I, it felt like 10 years, like you said. But I don't know how long Harbaugh's been there. He's been... You know, it's, it's, it's been about at seven. Six. I at least six. I think seven because remember the 2012 Super Bowl, he coached against his brother. There's been a lot of pictures. That's true. Yeah, but that that's not, but that part is not important. The, the part is important is that I was just impressed. I even posted a video. I was good at posting videos this weekend, by the way. Um, on our socials, AM Drive TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's TikTok. We are so good at plugging things. Um, you're getting it. I just I was impressed because I what had to happen did happen. Um, okay. Kate did like you said just enough, which was my exact words. Um, they. Ran the football well against an Ohio State team that was good against running the football. Now, for me, CJ Stroud, a tweet that got me some rec- that got me some clout a little bit, was I said CJ Stroud outplayed Bryce Young, and we're going to talk about Bryce Young next here. But CJ Stroud had a really impressive game. Only missed like nine passes, no interception. He was, he was a machine, and they just could not stop 
Hassan Haskins. It's amazing a couple years ago that Dwayne Haskins is bitching Michigan, and now Hassan Haskins, who is apparently no relation, <laughs> is doing it to Ohio State. I uh, I got beef with Todd McShay, by the way. On social media, he came out and said that Ohio State should still be considered for playoff contention. Hmm. Uh, then what are we doing? Why are we playing games here? Free losses, baby. And Now, we're going to give Ohio State a free loss. Just screw the entire college ball system. That's my point. I'm sorry. If you have two losses. Um, two should I, never be in. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't really crown a national championship with two losses if in college football you're telling me we're trying to find perfection. If it, if it's, it wasn't if it's a 12, BCS the problem with this? If we're tr- if we're having 12 teams, absolutely they're still in. But with, in terms of four, I don't think you can go into a 14 playoff ever with two losses. I don't care what conference you play in. You choose to be in that conference. Speaking of Bryce Young, by the way, Aaron, um, this game was wild, and I'm proud to say I watched both the games we just talked about. I was at work by myself because I work by myself on Saturdays, and, dude, so happy. So happy I found the streaming site for this stuff because I couldn't – it was an in-home thing for Xfinity, so I was kind of pissed. But – um. Iron Bowl history. This, I, this game was with 95 seconds. Bama has to drive like 90 yards. If there was ever a moment where, where Bryce Young could play like absolute dog poo and have a Heisman moment, it was that last drive. They had three points in the fourth quarter after 58 minutes. It, I Nobody... I don't even think God or football gods who football Jesus saw this coming. The way this game ended was so perfect for what Alabama season has been. Beat the bad teams, and because you've been good for 20 years, you're still in it. Whether or not they, they, they're going to beat Georgia is another story, but Aaron, I was just shocked that Auburn playing T.J. Finley, not even Bo Nix, T.J. Finley, who was probably worse. Well, I mean, he's a younger class. So, yeah, Bo Nix could have – I mean, Bo, Bo Nix could have been something different. Here. Yeah, Insane. so it's it's incredible. Not only did the fact that the, the Auburn shut down this tight offense, and I wish they would have ultimately got it done in regulation, but they only had 159 total yards, Auburn did, in this entire game before overtime. So it wasn't like they were just running all over. the They played – Rival, this is true rivalry football, and yep. I understand that you know Auburn got up for this game, but you're the number three team in the nation, number two, number one, according to other people here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, uh, I mean, they're they're still a one loss team. Are they still one of the top four teams? Probably. That's that's a huge, heavily arguable debate. Uh, they're not number one. They're not number two. Oh, I, in my opinion, and apparently the AP's opinion as well, uh, because they slid down to number four. Good. Uh, but I just I can't feel confident if I'm an Alabama fan that I'm going to walk on that field against Georgia and feel like I have a legitimate shot at winning. I mean, I just don't see it. Bryce Young, you know, this was – I mean, he, he had a good game ultimately. 50% passing is not fantastic, but – it was like under fifty percent. Was it something like that? Yeah, like but, it was twenty five fifty one. But yes, you're right. But you know, I don't know. I mean, I my my beef is right here. Like Auburn six and six with a backup quarterback with virtually no offense. To me, I liken Auburn to a team. You know, like put them in another division or put them in another conference. Here, who's 
you know, are they, they're basically Florida in the East. So you can't sit here and say, well, you know, well, Alabama beat Auburn, blah, blah, blah. But Georgia, the East is garbage. The whole SEC, I mean, take out Alabama and Georgia. The whole SEC is just pure mediocrity. Aaron, I want to give you a stat here because I do the research myself on this, okay? This okay. is a tweet I made from that game, after that game. I said Alabama lost to a four-loss AM team. They barely beat the following four teams. Six loss Florida, six loss LSU, six loss Auburn, four loss Arkansas. Do not let the SEC reputation cloud your judgment. Yeah, well, that's, that's the question. I just don't know if the SEC is the best conference. Be that close. I don't think the yeah. SEC is the best conference this year. Not this right? year, yeah, I agree. It feels like it's got to be the Big Ten. I mean, at least they have traditionally probably three or four teams, and which is more than two, I guess. I don't know. There's no – I don't think there's any premier conference this year. I know there's conferences that aren't around, you know, like the Pac-12. I don't think it's a superior conference. But, um, you know, this is a situation where, uh, you know, like you said, you know, you guys have talked about it. Other people on 12 months talked about it. Like, it doesn't matter what Alabama does because their historical context is just always going to get them pushed. They have they have a whole network that ball washes them for a week. So it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I'm really, really rooting for Georgia just to beat the brakes off this team Saturday. Then the line shows it too. It was three and a half before the game, and now it's up to six in some spots. You know what? I hate to open that can of worms, but I'm actually scared because of because of the history of both these teams. I know I, I've said don't worry about the history. It still scares me. I just don't like it. Georgia on paper and in re, and on yearly rep, on year reputation should destroy this team by twenty. They're not going to. Yeah, not going to. Um, Aaron, Aaron, you mentioned that you don't think Alabama's number two. I'm bringing this argument up because I feel like the last two teams we talked about deserve this conversation. Make a case for these two teams at number two. I mean, Alabama, yeah, SEC. Just give me a case, I guess, for this year, if you can, with Alabama, why they should be over Michigan. If the uh, committee does put them up there. So... <laughs> All right, well, if I have to make a case, all right, Alabama traditionally runs a high-powered style offense, and they traditionally will beat teams. This year's been a little different, obviously. They'll beat teams pretty handedly. Uh, they have beat a few teams pretty handedly, including some top 10 opponents. Uh, let's look at their schedule here a little bit. Um, you know, Ole Miss is now currently in the top 10. So it really all depends on how you look at opponents, when you play them or what they finish now. So they've played yeah. one, two, three, four – and it's going to, you know, they played four opponents right now who, when they played them, were inside the top 25. Some of them, obviously, not the case anymore with Florida and um, I believe Arkansas as well. But Alabama it comes from the vaunted SEC, which we all know. They're going to have a huge match. They're going to have the biggest matchup of the year here in the SEC championship. So why not make it one versus two? Alabama, Georgia, for all the marbles in the SEC, and most likely number one spot in the college football playoff. So now, one? well, if you're making Alabama number two okay, and they okay, beat okay. Georgia, <laughs> so you're telling me I have to I have to make a case for Alabama. Okay, go ahead. Keep on ball off. Okay, now Michigan. All right, Michigan, here's a stat here to give you. I don't necessarily love the fact that they did blow a lead 
against Michigan State, who I believe at the time was number seven in the nation, but they did have a comfortable lead. That being said, they're able to get out to leads against a lot of these teams. They beat their arch rival, their nemesis, the number two team in the nation at the time, Ohio State. They beat them handedly, albeit at home. They've got a Big 12 opponent in Iowa that they should handle easily. They run the ball very well. They do just enough on defense to suffocate this team. They should be number two. And I believe that we should be on a crash course for Georgia and Michigan to win a national title. And Harbaugh. That's fair enough. Um, But not so fast, my friend. Not so fast. In my rankings, undefeated for two straight seasons, a couple of close scares. It's hard to do what they're doing. The Cincinnati Bearcats are the number two team in the nation. I don't care what anyone says. Give a little teaser from from um for tomorrow. They are for I'm, me too. I'm making my case for Cincinnati. And I made and I made Michigan a number two team before before this this morning. But I based on consistency and based on wins and beating opponents, I think the Cincinnati team is I, I don't know I don't know if they're better than that UCF team. I hate to go this route for you, but Cincinnati, their defense to me is what's really impressive. Yeah, no, I agree with it. And I think, like you said, Desmond Ritter, Heisman candidate you have at quarterback, albeit a little bit more of a long shot, uh, can run. Can, can <laughs> alone. My point being is, is here in this spot, like what does the committee value? Do you value recency bias or do you value a body of work? Like, because we give Alabama all this credit because of the body of work over the last decade. It's Alabama. They just, they got to be in there. They're one of the best teams right. naturally. So what do you value? If you value recency bias, then obviously Michigan's there because they just beat the number two team in the country. But, uh, excuse me, Cincinnati's been in that echelon between three and eight for two years now. So what do we value? Do we value historical context in Alabama? Do we value a great two to three year stretch, which is the most relevant to me because college football is so cyclical. I you know, agree. teams turn over all the time. The fact that, like you talked about UCF, the UCF did the same thing against Cincinnati that Cincinnati is doing. And now they're, they've taken a step back because college football is cyclical. So you need to offer this to people when they build big time teams. Like the thing about, I'm going to tell you why the committee should view it as, as well. Like, like you're saying recency bias, because college football literally will drop you five, 10 spots in power rankings because you lost the game. That's how huge a, a, a loss is. That's how huge this stuff is. College football is literally the beauty of it is it doesn't matter what you did last year five years ago. It matters what you're doing right now. And right now, Alabama is not doing enough. But to defend Alabama in this spot, they won a football game. Now, wow. at, the end of the, at the end of the day, Michigan won by 15 points against the number two team in the nation. That's a hell of a win. I would even I I would even give them if this game was in Columbus, I'd even consider giving them first place votes because right now the AP has Georgia unanimous. I don't don't agree with that. Well, whether we do or not, that's I don't want to get down that rabbit hole. Uh, The point being here is, you know, Michigan does that on a neutral site. I mean, or even does that, you know, in Columbus, it's different. We look at this as such a massive victory that we vaulted them up four spots in the AP poll. They were number six, don't forget, because they've lost to Ohio State for the last decade or eight in a row, whatever you said. Fair. 
So the historical context of this win, not only for Jim Harbaugh, but for Michigan, vaulted them four spots. Don't forget about that. Like, don't get me wrong. Michigan's a good football team. But they, you know, Cincinnati and Alabama rolled, not rolled, but they beat, they won. So, and not only that, Notre Dame rolled as well. Notre Dame rolled and fell down a spot. Like, so what are we valuing here? Oh, Notre Dame fell down? That's not good. In the AP, Notre Dame went from six, from five to six. Oklahoma State went up from seven to five. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Sometimes winning doesn't even matter at this point. This historical victory for Michigan, where they've been the dumpster dog for Ohio State for the better part of the last decade, all of a sudden at home, in the snow, with the home field advantage, a couple of turnovers by Ohio State, and we're vaulting about four. Respect to Michigan, absolutely. But I don't think that was a four slot movement win. In one week, yeah. Exactly. Get them in the top four, 100%. But move them up to number two, I'm not 100% sold on that. So you, we did mention Bearcats finished 12-0. That was on Friday. In Bedlam, Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma. And Notre Dame killed Stanford, the team that Oregon lost to. Of course, Oregon's Laura Island now. But right. let's make a case of 12-ounce beers here. Let's make a case. Let's sit around the fire, drink some 12-ounce mugs here. Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. I'm going to give it to you simple here. Cincinnati, no losses. You named it. It's been well said. They beat the dog crap out of SMU. They beat Notre Dame. Rather, Notre Dame was good right then. It was still like week six or week five. They, it, was, it was time to play, and Notre Dame didn't show up. Cincinnati did. Notre Dame finished way stronger than Cincinnati did. We still lost, but I'm just saying. And Oklahoma mm-hmm. State could be a Power 5 champion. Um, They also beat Oklahoma. Uh, well, that's worth I mean, Oklahoma only had one loss, to be fair, or two losses now. Um, Oklahoma State, really, and uh, I told you guys on Friday, Oklahoma State's defensive numbers are actually kind of scary because albeit they play in the Big 12, they actually have similar numbers to Georgia, and that's unbelievable. This year, what Georgia's doing – and Oklahoma State almost basically did the same thing. It's just not as great. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so what am I doing here? I'm making a case for, for each four. of these teams. Because let's four. be real. Let's be real. Cincinnati may not be number two as much as we want them to be. That's that's fine. I. Uh... But if one of these teams makes it, or, or two, because I, I have two of these teams actually. Are we making this for a final playoff, or are we making for this just for this upcoming spot. Tuesday? Because we still have games to play, like Oklahoma State, Cincinnati. No, this is pre. This is if, and, if, if it ended today. Okay, so if it ended today, the committee is probably going to go Georgia, Michigan, Alabama. I'm assuming that's what you're. That's, that's why I'm, I'm just going, the story yes. you're telling here. Okay, yeah. so uh, for me, I'm making the case that it's exactly like it was last week. Cincinnati's in. They yeah. they didn't lose any they didn't lose a football game. In fact, they won relatively handily. I think they won by twenty something points. Um, so Cincinnati's in for two straight years. They've been undefeated. Uh, I believe, like you said, in 2017, 2018, UCF should have also had that shot. Unfortunately, they would have gone in under man because Mackenzie Milton gotten hurt. And insane. actually, well, the thing is, is that would have been the best time for the college football playoff and all the good old boys to say, well, all right, we'll put you in. Cause we know you're on your backup quarterback and you're going to get dunked on. So <laughs> they, they kind of missed a, an opportunity there. Uh, Notre Dame. Can't get in despite the fact that they've been playing incredible because they can't get in over Cincinnati. You just can't. You can't exactly. Do it. You can't do it. Uh, Oklahoma State. I mean, I look at their schedule. 
a lot of us, how many of us don't believe in Oklahoma? They haven't believed in them all year. So for me to say that Oklahoma is their best victory, and if we're not including the upcoming championship against Baylor, who's number eight currently right now, I don't know what they're going to be in the playoff coming up here. But, um, I mean, they barely beat a Texas team who's fallen off the map. They beat Baylor earlier in the year. It, it was a, a very barn burner boring game. Uh, they beat Kansas State undermanned. Like, their best win, I guess, was last week in Bedlam against a team that a lot of people believe are overrated. I mean, look at the beginning of the year. They almost lost to Tulsa. They almost lost to Boise State. They almost lost to Missouri State first three is games it, of the year. Isn't Cincinnati um, going to the Big 12? Eventually, yes. So, so I'm just it's funny how the Big 12 cannibalizing itself this year, this year makes it better for Cincinnati. Because I feel like the only threat here, because they did beat Notre Dame, only threat here is Oklahoma State because they're a Power 5 team. But what is that worth in the Big 12? Well, it would be worth something like if Cincinnati and Notre Dame weren't around, Oklahoma State would be in. Oh, and cool. I even We're think I even think Oklahoma State probably will be in uh, over Notre Dame if Cincinnati wasn't around just by virtue of one being a power five champion. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, meet yourself that time. Shame on yeah, you. I tried to. I couldn't get to the mute button fast yeah. enough. <laughs> being a power five champion and the fact that we believe that Alabama is probably going to be knocked out here. I think a lot of people believe that. Now, whether it happens or not, we'll find out mm. Saturday. So if Alabama does lose, this really just makes the playoffs crystal clear for Georgia, Michigan, Ala, uh, excuse me, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma State. But, again, Oklahoma State has to get by Baylor. Now, talk about the Big 12 cannibalizing itself. If Baylor beats Oklahoma State, there's I don't think there's any way they get in. I mean, well, that, I mean, that's fair. Um, I, so, other Any way games, that either of them get it is what I'm saying. The Big 12 will then cannibalize itself for the final time this year. Right. Aaron, out of the games that I mentioned, the other games on the um, slate here, I want to know what was your favorite. I know I had to put in Florida Edges FSU here. Yeah, but I feel, like, I feel like Clemson being, North, being South Carolina fishing 9-3 was pretty cool. I, my, I was pissed because UTSA – it was almost my worst of the weekend, but UTSA finished eleven and one. I and just, got thrown all the way out of the rankings, <laughs> and because North Texas destroyed them, and, and rightfully so. I mean, otherwise, I, I, if they were, it was a, if it was a close loss, I get it, but it's like, man, they got they got beat down. See, here's where I I, I want to make an argument when they have an expanded playoff, 12, 16 teams that uh, UTSA is probably going to win. I think they play. Um, I forget who they play for their conference championship here, but um, you know, wouldn't it be fun to see a 16 team playoff where UTSA gets into this mix here, just having fun, showcase themselves, help out the recruiting, help out the exposure for these teams like this. Like college football should be wanting to put everyone up on a pedestal. Now in a 16 team playoff, more than likely one of the top four seeds is going to win it all, but it gets exposure for your for your sport. It gets exposure for all these little teams that help. It can do nothing but be positive for college football. And think and about it, how much better it would be if you score the season of 10 games and have those games that mean so much in so little time. It'd be, incre it'd be incredible. Yeah, but the best uh, game was, for me, none of these on the schedule that you put because the best game for me was that UCF, although Florida State did not – Defeat their rival Florida. UCF did defeat their rival USF. And, and you had that fighter. cover too. I did say that I didn't trust UCF to cover. And it was an 18 and a half point spread. And 
USF had the ball at the five yard line with a chance to win it, and luckily oh, the US, USF gonna USF just to finish out the season right. But yeah, there was a you, chance. You that, love that. <laughs> there was a chance that two and nine USF could have beaten UCF in a rivalry game, and that would not have been good. Well, Aaron, we're we're pretty grown here, so when we come back, we're talking grown men football. That segment was presented by Popple with code AM Drive for twenty percent off on popl.co. We come back. We're talking NFL. This is AM Drive. You like sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pickemwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pickemwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about Buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me. You look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. All right, and welcome back to the AM Drive here on a 90-Minute Monday. We are brought to you by Fanatics right up there. Every team, every league 
They've got daily deals as well as hot specials to get you and that sports fan in your life covered. Please make sure you visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com. And what do they do, Mike? Click the F. What? I set you up. Click the F when shopping. Christmas is coming up. Make sure you once again visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com. And then, Mike, what do they do? Click the F. Hey, yo. Second time's a charm. If you uh, Once you do that, please shop. We appreciate the support. And get clicking at Fanatics today to get you and yours all the sports apparel you need to support your favorite teams. And all right, Mikey. It's a Cyber 90-Minute Monday, by the way. Oh, it's Cyber Monday? I forgot about that. I, I can't tell where what's, you know, they had Black Friday deals on Wednesday. And, oh, man, this whole holiday weekend, I get my days mixed up because, like, right. I don't know when Thanksgiving is anymore. Is it still on Thursday? Ha! Very funny. <laughs> All right, let's talk some NFL here. And uh, biggest game of the week, and you're right, it's Packers beat Rams. It felt like more than just a beat. Beat doesn't feel like the right word, Mike. 36-28, but the score was not that close. At all. Um, it, yeah, it was just what, – what surprised me is I don't know if it was because Packers were so good at home, but then you start hearing that, oh, well, Matthew Stafford, he might be dealing with an injury. Baloney. This dude has been off for the last three or four weeks, which is magically when his injury started happening, which, again, I like the Baker Mayfield argument, I don't buy for a second. Um, Odell also might have been hurt. Um, I saw him favoring his lower back. That was kind of weird. Um, I know he kind of played through that, but that might be something to look forward to. But Packers, I mean, their defense has been the calling card. And just a little um, AM Drive 5 previews up for tomorrow, they were number two last week. <laughs> and the Cardinals had a bye week, so recency bias is a bitch. Yeah, so the situation here, I, I want to talk about defense, but I, I mean, yes, kudos to the you know, the Packers, even I know they allowed some garbage time points late, but I want to talk about this Rams defense. Where have they been? We are, you know, giving all of this punishment to this offense. And I understand, again, I just said garbage time, but 28 points with a good defense is supposed to win you a lot of games. Completely and, agree. You know, so I, I'll give them the credit of the benefit of the doubt against the Titans, but we don't know what we have in the Titans right now because they're having a tough time. But, yep. you know, like this defense is just not what we had cracked it up to be. Even when they beat the Bucks, you know, I mean, they they played well. That was that seems like forever ago. Completely agree. So it's just like I look at the situation here, and you know, it's starting to look more and more like the Cardinals are going to create separation. You know, but uh, you know, what do we have the Rams here in a in a sense of even like? Being a real true playoff contender. I know they'll probably make the playoffs. My point is just being a an actual contender in the playoffs. Yeah, Lions fans have got to be in shambles right now. And or I at wanna... the same time, they're they're elated. You oh, can't yeah. tell with those guys. <laughs> Love you, Lou. Lose on the show tomorrow, by the way. Matt LaFleur completely outcoached Sean McVay, too. Um, I just feel like apparently these guys are like best friends, which is funny because they look like brothers. Like just two, like two douchebags to be fair, but um, wow, I, I just true. Like they just have like that that pretty boy face with a fade, and then somebody's beard. probably watching this on Twitter, going, "Those good, those guys look like two douchebags." Right. Um, just call me John Gruden. So, I just feel like Matt Lafleur has really shown that he's a really good coach, and Sean McVay. Ever since they had a great season and then dropped three points in the Super Bowl. 
that seems like that's just who he is. He's never going to win the big game. I, I just don't see it. Like, yeah, they, they, you're right. They they beat, they raced past the Buccaneers, but I call this push to start Ferrari thing, and it's just an old Ferrari. Well, you look at it, you know, now I'm starting to see, and it's not a be-all, end-all here, but how much Robert Woods actually meant to this team. A lot of people forget about him because of Cooper Cup, but now Cooper Cup can't get spacing. And, Cooper and Cup's Cooper having Cup, trouble getting open. And to be fair, I think Cooper Cup may have, had, may have reached 100 yards, but it was garbage time yards. Um. I don't even know if he did that. It was pretty low. He was like oh, yeah, five. he did end up, he did end up with 7 for 96. But I think going into the fourth, I want to say. It was it like was, 5 for 50. I don't even know if he had that going into the fourth. It wasn't much. Uh, I just remember looking up one time. He had like two catch, three catches for like 22 yards. It wasn't yep. much. But um, let me ask you a question right here. So Rams slide to 7 and 4. They were 7 and 1 at one point. Dallas also, even though despite their division leader, they are seven and four. Who's the better team right now? I'm glad you asked that because I have like a top 15 that I do. You asked me between the Rams and the Cowboys, right? Right. They're both seven and four coming off of ugly losses. And their offense offense is really struggling right now for both. I and put a lot of stock into the Cowboys having no top two wide receivers on Thursday. That's okay. That's fair. That I mean, if that's the only thing. If I'm giving the Cowboys a pass right now, I know a lot of Cowboys fans. Well, oh, we're back. To, no, you guys are fine. You just you losing C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper is just not going to help your team because they know what you want to do now. That's 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 a fair point. I, I probably didn't consider that. I just looked at the fact that the standings. They're both seven and four right now. But I will say this, and again, I'll, I'll reiterate this: Robert Woods mattered. He Completely really agree. did. He did. He's, whether he's whether or not he got the. Yeah, whether he's not OBJ is not Robert Woods. May and OBJ be. had the big touchdown. I want to give credit to OBJ. I did not see a big touchdown coming because that was on a dude. Because Rashad Douglas was literally, I believe, this close on him on my TV from tipping that ball. The guy who so had here, a pick six earlier. Let me give you a comparison here. Deshaun Jackson could have done that too when he was on the Rams. What's and that word? Deshaun Jackson just did with the Raiders. Yeah, he had one of those on Thanksgiving, didn't he? And that was one, and literally after that was a week after. Well, he's getting less targets now. Well, guess what? Shut your mouth, kids. I can believe he was targeted. How many times was uh, OBJ targeted? Like nine or ten. Ten times. times. Remember we yes, had that. Okay, we I had that prop bet. <laughs> that was yeah. I went four for ten on that crap. Oh really? Oh wow. I was yeah. I was four for. I, I hope you. I hope one. you hit that one. Did you follow me on that one? I already made the pick. Move on. Yeah, for real. How are the Buccaneers? Your Buccaneers beat – well, okay, let me just, Your second favorite team, the Buccaneers, beat my Colts, okay? And I want to say this, Aaron. I almost won my Andrew Luck jersey today because if we hit Andrew Luck, we win that game. I don't – we <laughs> did you know we let 24 to – oh, come on! If we, we let 24 to 14 half – had all the momentum because at fourth and one, like from the, like from the goal line, we literally threw a touchdown with like ten seconds left in the half. We are killing them, and they pulled a Michigan State. Leonard Fournette ran them back into the game. Had four touchdowns. He used to kill us when he was with the Jaguars. Killed us this time. Carson Wentz. I believe all three of his turnovers came in the second half. He did. Carson Wentz did Carson yeah. Wentz things in the second half. That's got to suck for the uh, Colts. Because and, I'm telling you, put in Sam Ellinger. I'm telling you. Oh, and for the love of God, please do not 
pull the, if we had Andrew Luck, we would win that game. He's been gone for like three years. And shout out to the broadcast. I believe it was on Fox that actually brought him up. They, they inadvertently, one of the guys said, oh, it was on CBS. He said, yeah, um, Andrew Luck. And it was like, oh, crap. He's like, hi, Andrew Luck, wherever you are. <laughs> that was kind of cool. They said Andrew Luck instead of Carson Wentz. Yeah, so for me, this one, uh, it was it was turnovers. I mean, it was what Tom Brady did to the Colts when they had a turnover. Because you're right, Colts were out to what, like a 24-7 to or 24-10 or lead? 24-14 lead. Well, I know at halftime, yeah, but didn't weren't they out to a 24-7 lead at one point, too? No, because that was the it was 17-14 before the touchdown. Okay, fair enough. Um, but it, it, they were winning early, though. But you see how much, you know, we talked about Jonathan Taylor as most valuable player last week. 16 carries, 83 yards. It's not, when it doesn't go for him, it doesn't go for this team. They still were able to kind of contend. I mean, seven second half points against a, a, a Bucks team uh, is not going to get it done, you know, yeah. against Tom Brady. So I don't, I don't know if I take a whole lot away from this for Indianapolis, other than the fact that they had a real good shot at halftime of catching ground on Tennessee, who was just getting beat. You know, we'll talk about that, but who was just getting beat incredibly. And they didn't do it. So uh, it's tough to really say that there's a good to come out of this, but there's a lot of bad. Tampa Bay can't afford to get down like this terribly in the first half. And Indianapolis can't afford to blow leads, regardless of who's under the quarterback. Continue running the ball with Jonathan Taylor. The more, or I guess the less, you can put decisions in Carson Wentz's hands, the better off they'll be, which unfortunately is not a good recipe for winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the um, Tennessee Titans. I think you just did a little bit there because – I meant to put them on a docket. I don't know why I didn't. I don't know if they were on the brain. But not even the Titans. Sorry, last thing. It's just the AFC in general. I mean, the Colts are at 500, and they're in the 10th seed. Oh, yeah. How about the Giants and the NFC are actually 4-7? and They're one game out. They are one game out. There's a lot of teams that are – well, I mean, yeah, they're one game out. This has been the best season ever so far that the NFL said it would be. This has been a good season. Hell, Seattle, if they can win – uh, tonight, they're one game out, theoretically. Yeah. Um, Aaron, I do want to say this about the Colts. I did have them as a number six team last week because we're not going to say our top six tomorrow. They are number seven for me. So, I, I didn't put a lot into this. I'm just very pissed off. I mean, Carson Wentz, stop doing dumb things, you idiots. It's not hard. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. You have the Colts as the number seven team when there's, what, 18 teams ahead of them or 16 teams ahead of them with a better record? We led the Ravens by a bunch. We led the we, – we're, we're, we're this close. The only person they're not higher is Carson Wentz. Is in, I don't know what he – this is his hero ball. What is he doing? But that's the question. Are you really a good team just because you led somebody when you can't finish? Doesn't that make you a bad team when you can't finish? I was with that meme earlier, the parlay meme. Oh, jeez. Aaron, speaking of your teams, Patriots beat the Titans. And um, oh, by the way, my Twitter uh, picture does have me in a Bucks hat as a young child. So, so I was wondering what um, the, that's I don't know, I don't know so if they're necessarily that. It is old looking. It's probably the '90s, maybe early oh. 2000s. I don't know. 
Take it with a Polaroid picture. It was not taken with a Polaroid picture. <laughs> okay. One of those little Dollar General cameras that aren't sold anymore. Um, I I feel like the Titans, and I've been calling it since the Rams game, even though they won. I mean, everybody knew this was going to happen. They fell off. Um, now, granted, Dontrell Hilliard and um Deontay Foreman both had 100 yards and both had a fumble lost, which is not good. Um, So they, they filled in for Derrick Henry until they didn't fill in for Derrick Henry. It's like, I don't think Henry coughs up those fumbles. But then again, the Titans had like five fumbles of the team or something like that. So really, this is another classic Patriots defensive win. Mac Jones, I mean, God knows. Charles Davis was completely right. This dude is in command of the offense. He looks like he is the – when they said he's a book junkie and he's a study geek, this is what they meant. Then who's changing plays in the last scrimmage? He's a rookie. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, we have expectations from these guys in the NFL, and I don't love it, but unfortunately this is the NFL we, right. we live in now. It's like you have to be – fantastic Hall of Famer media out the gate or, or the or the fans and the media just fall off of you. Like, Jones. You, you know, when Bill Belichick cuts Cam Newton and Mac Jones doesn't, you know, immediately produce Hall of Fame numbers, we're like, you know, what are they doing here? They made a horrible decision. Like, you know, I you know, trust the guy who won six Super Bowls that maybe it's going to take a little time. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, I – didn't see Mac Jones progressing this well. I mean, they, they make all these comparisons to Tom Brady in that first season and win the Super Bowl. I think he's even exceeding the way that he that Tom Brady played. He's bringing back. a – did you know Tom Brady's best season in 2007? He had less completion percentage than what Mac Jones has right now. That's Fair. unreal. Um, But the telling stat in this one for me, especially as they continued to get down and down – Ryan Tannehill, 11 for 21, 93 yards. And like he was this, like, and by the way, in the first half, he was like 9 of 10. But let me flip the script on you here. And I'm going to, even though I haven't been for the last few weeks, I'm going to throw some defense toward the Titans here. Derrick Henry matters. If you took Jonathan Taylor off that Colts team, you'd be losing games too, I think. Heavily. We'd be, we'd be bad right now. Right. So Derrick Henry matters. On top of that, no A.J. Brown, no Julio Jones. So to call this team frauds, as they're built, yes, they're not an 8-14. and 14, But their three top weapons have just been, just been decimated by injuries. And Ryan Tannehill is not the type of quarterback that is going to make Nick Westbrook-Ikhine, Cody Hollister, Desver- I don't even know these guys. He's not the type of quarterback that's going to make these guys 1,000-yard receivers. And I want to say this because I was thinking about it last night. I said to myself, I should move the Titans up in my top 10. That I was putting them out, but then I realized, Aaron, this is the type of team that next year, it was like the 49ers are doing right now, like they're 6-5 and five all of a sudden. This is the kind of team that next year gets healthy and goes on a big run. It's, like, it's, give them, totally give Mike Vrabel, yeah, give Mike Vrabel credit for what, as, they're 8-4, and four, and the receivers have not been fully healthy all season long. And Derrick Henry's missed the last three games or four. They need to cut ties with Julio, but if they can get another receiver, that's fine. Julio's just done. He's just done. Sorry. My wife said, yeah, for sure. He's just done. Um, Speaking of Cam Newton, Dolphins 
swim by the Panthers. And Cam Newton, I believe, had his worst statistical game ever. He was 5 for 21 and threw two interceptions. He did have a rushing touchdown. But this, I believe P.J. Walker came in the game and threw 10 passes of his own. He threw a pick, but whatever. It's not the XFL, unfortunately. <laughs> um, two has played well again. Dolphins have won four straight sneakily. Yeah, Dolphins five and seven, huh? Woof! Did we write them off? But uh, I call for Carolina. Christian McCaffrey got hurt, didn't come back in. I mean, I think Christian McCaffrey matters regardless of whatever. I mean, they had they took advantage of you know a great defense and special teams game, but uh, if it ain't Tua and and Jalen Waddle, they really don't have a lot else going on. Yep. I was not. It was. It was nice to see uh, Philip Lindsay, who just got waived by the Texans, get involved in the uh, running game. I will tell you this: uh, if you're a Miles Gaskin owner, like the Dolphins are just never going to trust him. I know that he got two touchdowns, but they're just never going to touch him, trust him to handle 25 carries a game. But uh, this was just one of those fluky games where Carolina came out flat and Miami took advantage of every single mistake. Uh, the question really going forward is. Is Cam Newton, you know, going to be the starter? I, I got to imagine in the NFC with all the bunch, like, can Carolina still be a threat here? I know you just said the, the Giants are still in it. You know, the, uh, the the Seahawks would still be in it if they win. Even, hell, even Washington, regardless of who wins this Monday night game. But, like, you know, the uh, Carolina's got a tough schedule coming up here the rest of the season. They got the Bills, uh, Bucks twice. And then they have the Saints on the road, which isn't just some you know pushover for some teams, yes, but maybe not for the Panthers. So at least they're division games against the Bucks. I mean, I will say that I know they might not beat the Bucks, but division games matter. No, I understand that. I mean, they have actually four out of their last five is division games. Falcons, but it's still the Bucks, Bucks, Saints, Bucks. But the question is, is do you see what you have in PJ Walker? Is this Cam Newton, or do you think Cam Newton gives the Panthers the best chance to win? and actually maybe contend for a playoff spot. This is no shade of him. Cam Newton sells tickets. I mean, you're not – P.J. Walker's not about to go out there and lie up the world. I I love P.J. for the – I believe the Houston Roughnecks, but I don't love P.J. for the Panthers. I'm going to say – I think he played for D.C., didn't he? I believe it was the Roughnecks because they right. were like the best team. All right. I will agree to disagree, but I think you're probably right. <laughs> Um, Bengals crushed the Steelers. Not much to say about this game besides this time T. Higgins showed up. And so now they got T. Higgins, who's good from Clemson. Jamar Chase from LSU. Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon had 165 yards on the ground, which I did not know was his career high. That dude always gets around 100 yards a game, so I was surprised that he never was this high. Aaron Bengals are, are a complete team. Or their defense is, could be a little bit better, but – Aaron, their offense, if their defense does not, this team is scary. Yeah, I mean, you could argue maybe they are the best team in the in the AFC North. And I think, uh, is it next week or? No, actually, it's quite a while from now. Actually, it's about a month or three weeks from now. Or about next a month. Do they from play now. the Chargers. Yeah, I was thinking the Ravens game was coming up soon here, but it's, it's not. It's right after Christmas. So, yeah, we're not oh. even close to that one. But you could argue right now, as it stands, they may be the best team in the AFC North or one of the best. I know that the Ravens have the number one seed overall, but we know what happened the last time the Ravens and Cincinnati Bengals met up. So, yeah, there's not a lot to say about this one. Pittsburgh's just in a tough spot. It's a tough year. They, and Najee Harris didn't get going. 
They now have to figure out – I'm surprised they didn't try to draft a quarterback this year. They now have to, in my opinion, try to figure out how to get a quarterback either through free agency or the draft and develop him in less than a year. Because, like you said, you have Najee and you have three good receivers. Deontay Johnson Chase played full. Juju. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and you have Juju coming back. Like You have the foundation still there to reload instead of rebuild. So James Washington. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him too, yeah. So – yeah, it's it's a situation where, you know, Big Ben, hasta la vista. Yeah, this was a bad day for for Pittsburgh Nation. There, it's uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, they're they're bad. They're a bad team. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. And they're going to be bad for the rest of the year. Are they might be the five five and one record? I don't see how they have five wins. Wasn't their defense banged up in this game too? Though, like they're literally relying on their defense, and the defense is hurt. And now you see how it looks. Yeah, I mean, that Bills victory that was in the beginning of the year just looks so distant. Right. They, the biggest margin of victory they have this year is eight points versus the Broncos. Wow. Speak, oh, ha-ha, hey-ho. Broncos beat the Chargers, and Pat Sertan is as advertised. Another pick six, and he also had another pick in the game as well. But, um, wow, this um this Broncos team, Teddy Bridgewater, got hurt. Team, they got to see Drew Locke. Teddy said, nope, can't do this anymore. Came back in the game, threw a touchdown pass. Because <laughs> he rushed for a touchdown earlier. Aaron Broncos are sneakily 6-5. and five. Yeah, and if you look at the AFC West, Chiefs who were off this week, 7-4, and four, everybody else 6-5. and five. Talk about a uh, talk about a division right there full of, uh, what do we, what's the word we use? Parody. I didn't watch this game at all, but it looks like Denver kind of dominated from start to finish. Never really had the Chargers in it. Um, Justin Herbert had a good, you know, an overall good game, I guess. It two was, touchdowns. Com- they tried to come back late. Yeah, no, I saw they got um a little bit of a, a, a an attempt there. It was fourteen seven, what going to the fourth quarter. But uh, I didn't watch this game, but it looked to me, based on everything, that uh, Denver kind of had the stranglehold on this game. The Chargers were never really in it. Mile high, something about those lungs, man. <laughs> it gets people crazy. 49ers smooth sailing by the Vikings and low-key Kyle Shanahan. Ever since George Kittle came back, this team just has new life. Not that he was good in this game. They had like one catch. I don't know if he got hurt again, but I was like, that was a weird stat for him. But Debo Samuel, Aaron, you mentioned him weeks ago, and last two weeks he's made you look good again. Debo's a beast. He only had one catch on the day, unfortunately. But uh, getting him involved in the running game was an interesting little wrinkle in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Uh, they seem complete, at least on offense. As long as Jimmy Garoppolo can cut down the turnovers, I know he had a pick again today, but oh. um, or again yesterday, I guess. But if he can cut down the turnovers and they can run the ball, get back to that, uh, the defense has got to get a little better here. I know that um, you know they had a good game against Jacksonville and against the Rams, but if they can continue building on that instead of giving up a bunch of points, the question on the other side really is Dalvin Cook. What's the status of that injury? Even before that, really wasn't having that great of a game. But we've talked about this before. Minnesota might be okay. Alexander Madison, to me, is just a slight drop-off from Dalvin Cook. So um, Minnesota's still in a playoff position. San Francisco, I believe, is just ahead of them. So these are two, uh, as it stands, playoff teams, the six and seven seeds in the uh, in the NFC. It uh, seemed like a little bit of a barn burner. I'm glad to see that if... The defense isn't coming around. The offense is still able to put up those kind of numbers. 34 points for the 49ers uh, in, I, I think, 30-plus in 
three weeks in a row. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, 30, 30, point, 30 plus points three weeks in a row is is a good sign for Kyle Shanahan's offense. Yeah, and um, like you said, Jimmy G hasn't been bad this year. Neither are Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins had a, didn't do great in the second half. Um, I was just surprised. I actually thought Vikings were were going to win this game. So they looked like they were going to they were going to do it. And but like I said, you know these wrinkles. Debo Samuel six carries for two touchdowns, and uh, Elijah Mitchell coming back. I know he's got Elijah a finger Mitchell injury. Game. Yeah, I know he's got a finger injury, but they've been finding a way to kind of protect that. And um, if they can keep him, he's definitely a, a pretty good runner, almost like Raheem Mostert was two years ago for them. Giants beat the Eagles as Jalen Hurts threw three picks. Jets came back to beat the Texans, and the Falcons beat the Jaguars. As Corderell Patterson had two, yes, rushing touchdowns in his 2021. It's wild. When we come back, we're talking Seahawks and football team. I don't even know if we're going to watch it, but it's a pick so might as well talk about it. And this week in the NBA and the NHL, that should be fun. MikeAndAaronDrive.com, click the app to shop Fanatics. It's Cyber Monday. Get on it now before it's too late. We'll ride back to Mike and to, I don't want to say that. The AM Drive. Goodbye. <laughs> you like sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pick'emwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pick'emwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about Buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me. You look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12 ounce sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. 
This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. All right, and welcome back to the segment here on the 90-minute Monday of the AM Drive presented by 12-Ounce Sports. And we want to thank all of our sponsors here that we've gone over, Popple and uh, Fanatics and obviously Pick'em Wars. And we're going to talk about a couple of other sponsors here in the rest of the show here. So I'm going to go ahead and dive right into this Monday Night Football preview presented by BetUS. Make sure that you visit BetUS.com and use the promo code one. 1- 2OZ for that 125% new deposit bonus. Mike is pointing it out to you. He's laying it out to you on a silver platter. But, Mike, what do we have here? We have uh, 46.5 for the total, and it's a pick em still? Um, Last my chat last night, it was pick em according to ESPN, which is Caesars. But um, I'm assuming it's pick em pretty much everywhere. Yeah, that's. I mean, I've seen it one and a half. I've seen it one. I know it's moving a lot. So we'll, we'll go with a pick em here, basically, in this spot here. And, uh, Two teams trending in, uh, let's call it, different directions here. The Seahawks have gotten Russell Wilson back. Yeah, it's a pick on BetUS, 47, yeah, so. 47 now the total, the yep. live total. Um, it's a tough one. You know, Washington football team has won a couple of good games against Carolina and Tampa Bay, and they're in a classic, uh, you know, high spot, sell high right now. They haven't won a primetime football game uh, on Monday night since Robert Griffin III was the starter. Um, there you that's two, 2012. Meanwhile, the Seahawks still have Russell Wilson. They're in a little bit of a skid. Classic by low spot. I think I'm going to take the Seahawks in this game. Not so fast. I've got the Washington football team with Taylor Heineke. Um, I, and, and I'll, I'll add it to my stick shift six. Stick shift six. I think the real question is, even though we're probably going to have a little bit of a friendly wager or maybe a real wager, are you even going to watch this game? It depends if I'm up. I know there's a game I want to watch tonight, though. A couple games. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's move into it here. Let's go in the NBA with Mike, our boy Mike, presented by Buttercloth. If you're looking for the world's most comfortable shirt, look no further than Buttercloth. Actually, look no further than MikeAndAaronDrive.com and then click the Buttercloth tab because Buttercloth shirts are extraordinarily soft, sophisticated, casual dress shirts that... Feel like your favorite t-shirt. Visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Once again, click that Buttercloth logo. And Mike, with his super smooth Buttercloth J, is going to tell us about this week in the NBA. All right. This week in the NBA, presented by Buttercloth, with your boy, Mizzle. It is Hornets and Bulls on Monday. Um, I think these two teams have played really well. I didn't know the Bulls were going to be this good early, but they have been. After the Charlotte Hornets. Um, the Charlotte Hornets, actually, Lamella Ball's played well. Terry Rozier is still a monster. Screw the Celtics for letting that guy walk a few years ago. Um, Gordon Hayward, still reliable. Did you know he had a knee injury a few years ago? I'm just kidding. Um, they have a really uh, – Hornets are looking good, and Michael Jordan finally looks like the GM. I mean, he looks good. Oh, I'm kidding. 
Um, 18 and 2 Warriors will play the 17 and 3 Phoenix Suns on Tuesday night, tomorrow night via TNT. So these are two best teams in the West. The two teams with a ginormous winning streak. I believe the Suns are still on their winning streak as well. Steph Curry's playing berserk. They call him Psycho Steph now, which I'm kind of digging, but it doesn't really flow off the tongue well. But I'll stick with it for now. Psycho Steph. Love those Warriors broadcasters on NBC. Um, If I had to pick one tomorrow night, by the way, I would probably go with the Warriors. Um, I just feel like they're, Steph Curry's on another level this year. But mm-hmm. then they play again on Friday. So why not? Um, let's get them, let's get a split the series this week. Just throw it up there. Don't I'm not telling you which one to put the money line on. You're probably gonna miss it, but I'm just saying pick they both lose their streaks this week, is what you're saying. Yes, and also my bonus game presented by Buttercloth. The Heat and Nuggets play two nights. Nicole Jokic and the squad playing the Heat, who we just beat the Bulls, by the way. And Miami's just been on a tear this year. I'm excited for our team. One of the top teams in the Eastern Conference, but we I'm excited to see how Bam deals with with the with the beast that is Nikola Jokic. I can right. dig it. How about this week in the NHL with my boy Vice Golf clapping Aaron? Go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com, click the Vice Golf logo. You get the best balls for the lowest price, shipped to your door. Aaron, good to me. All right, some good games this week. First and foremost, we have tonight, we have Pittsburgh and Calgary. Calgary, a, Calgary, a surprise team here at 12-4-5 against Pittsburgh, who, after a hot start, went into a slow start, kind of sits in the middle of the Metropolitan right now. Pittsburgh and Calgary tonight, a big game for both teams. Calgary just it's just rolling along here, playing real well. Uh, one of the more surprising teams, uh, in my opinion, in the NHL. We also, on Tuesday, have Caps. And Panthers, the site of the last Ovechkin hat trick. Oh, I don't know if you uh, remember earlier in the show. It seems like 90 minutes was so long ago. But uh, Caps and <laughs> Panthers again. <laughs> uh, Florida uh, has been overtaken by the Leafs in the Atlantic. So they're looking to kind of claw their way back, pun intended. Uh, Washington, no surprise here, I guess, except for maybe Carolina fans. Sitting atop the Metropolitan Division again. Regular season, they are juggernauts. Um <laughs> So, you know, look for Ovechkin to try to, to try to score here. I'm curious to see who's going to get the starting goalie matchup for Florida in that nod. The uh, Crackmen beat the Panthers. That happens sometimes. Yeah, they got shut out by the Lightning. Leave me alone. That dude's did, incredible. Did, Big did V's incredible. For, did you forget that part? <laughs> yeah, Big V's nasty. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, so Wednesday we have Penguins and Oilers. Penguins back again on this docket here. You have the old guard in Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin against the new guard in uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. These guys, these two guys are just tearing it up uh, just on point streaks that I've never seen in a long time. Uh, but, you know, don't count out Pittsburgh. They're on this uh, Western Canada trip here. I think I think they get one of these two against Calgary or, or Edmonton. Uh, it'd be bad to see them lose both, especially in the Metro. It's hard to lose games in the Metro and stay relevant. Um and my bonus game for this week is an old-fashioned what's developing into a rivalry, in my opinion. Uh, some people may not agree with this, but I think it's an old, good old-fashioned rivalry. And that's the Lightning 
and the Boston Bruins on Ooh. Saturday, December 4th. I know we got a lot of college football that day, but if you are able to have a multi-screen setup, please make sure you check out the Lightning and the Bruins who have been facing each other very frequently in the playoffs. And if you remember, this is when Brad Marchand licked Cedric Paquette, which caused a big brawl a couple wow. years ago. And uh, these teams are just genuinely not a big fan of each other. And Boston right now is kind of uh, in a funk. This could be a game they they could use to get out of that. I know they're 11-7 and seven right now, but they're out of a playoff position as it currently stands. This could be a game they use to get back into that uh, jump-starting uh, mentality right now. Aaron, Daddy has another pun for you. Oh, God. Are you saying the daddy. Lightning in Boston matchup, the rivalry is brewing? You uh, really uh, struck out with that one. That's a baseball joke. Well, lightning strikes, so you struck out. That was good. That was good. I, I give you credit. I should have seen that coming, <laughs> but I didn't. So it's whatever. So it <laughs> Maybe was always should... in Boston. Maybe you should start drinking coffee in your AM drive mug so you can get a bolt of energy to have good puns. How about that one? Okay, that's even better. D- okay, Daddy Aaron wins the pun joke. The pun wars. <laughs> Please don't call me Daddy. Please don't call me Daddy. <laughs> father Aaron wins the pun wars. I am your father. Yes. So, yeah. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up here for a 90-minute Monday. We hope we entertained you. Thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Follow our socials right above Mike up there at AM Drive TV on Facebook on the Twitter, on the Instagram, and on TikTok. Mike has been... Uh, also, follow us on YouTube. Uh, what's our YouTube uh, handle? Do we have a YouTube with, handle? AM Drive with Mike and Aaron. We're, we need 1,000 subscribers get, to get a link, okay? Okay, well, let's get that 1,000 subscribers. What do we have now? Four? Three. Is it four yet? Is it four I now? I don't know. Is it four? Oh, okay. I, was, I don't I pay attention. Just... Four! I just wanted to give you kudos because you're doing a lot of good work on the social medias. So please support his work, support our work. Also visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com to see all of our sponsors, past shows, to visit our website as well uh, on the 12-ounce network. So for that being said, again, we appreciate you guys listening and watching and tuning in every day and supporting us. So for Michael Carvelis, I'm Aaron Crouch. We'll see you Tuesday. We're teasing those college football playoff predictions, but tomorrow we're actually going to give them to you. We are out. Drive safe.